Good morning and welcome to Current Radio. It's Tuesday, December 26th. Today we're discussing Japan's astronaut who is likely to land on the moon in a U.S.-led program, with Tokyo aiming for the late 2020s. Plus, we'll be showcasing nature's most stunning photos of 2023, exploring the concept that birds know no borders, and discussing the surprising discovery by astronomers of a planet too massive for its star. This coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's Science Station. Please enjoy today's selection of science news. In a significant development in the field of space exploration, a Japanese astronaut is likely to land on the moon as part of the U.S.-led Artemis Lunar Exploration Program. Charlotte, can you tell us more about this development? Absolutely, Diego. Japan and the United States are reportedly in the final stages of arrangements for this historic mission. If successful, Japan would become only the second country to send an astronaut to the moon after the U.S. Japan announced its participation in the Artemis program back in 2019, and its contributions include supplying the HTVX unmanned cargo transport vehicle and developing a lunar rover. So, when can we expect to see a Japanese astronaut on the moon? Japan is aiming for its first moon landing in the late 2020s. An agreement detailing the activities of Japanese astronauts on the moon could be signed as early as next month. Interestingly, Toyota Motor Corp is playing a leading role in the development of a high-performance exploration vehicle for long-term lunar activities. In return for Japan's contributions to the space program, the U.S. is offering the opportunity for at least one Japanese astronaut to land on the moon. That's quite a significant milestone for Japan. Are there plans for more than one Japanese astronaut to land on the moon? Indeed, there are ongoing negotiations for a second Japanese astronaut to land on the moon. Meanwhile, the U.S. plans to land Americans on the moon in 2025, marking the first human lunar landing since the Apollo program half a century ago. From 2028 onwards, the U.S. aims to send astronauts to the moon once a year. This is certainly a giant leap for Japan and a testament to international cooperation in space exploration. Thanks for the insights, Charlotte. Now, let's shift our gaze from the stars to our own planet, as 2023 has been a year of awe-inspiring nature photography, with images capturing everything from rare species to unforgettable encounters. Charlotte, can you share some of the highlights? Absolutely, Diego. One of the most striking images of the year was captured by Jackie Matichuk in the Ecuadorian Andes. After an 11-day hike, she photographed a spectacled bear, South America's only living bear species, climbing a century-old fig tree. The image, titled, He Looks to the Heavens, won the overall prize in the Nature Photographer of the Year competition. That sounds like an incredible shot. What are some other notable images from this year? Well, Amit Eshel captured a powerful image of two male Nubian ibexes battling in the Zin Desert during the breeding season. The photo, aptly named The Things You Do for Love, won first place in the Wildscape and Animals in Their Habitat category of the Nature in Focus Awards. Another standout image is the Golden Horseshoe, a hauntingly beautiful shot of a golden, triple-spined horseshoe crab accompanied by three juvenile golden trevilies. This image won the grand title prize in the 2023 Wildlife Photographer of the Year competition. These images sound truly captivating. Can you tell us about any other winners? Certainly, Diego. The Nature Conservancy Photo Competition 2023 grand title was awarded to Tibor Litowski for his image of an alpine newt feasting on frog eggs. 
Suleiman Alatiki won first place in the portraits category in the Nature in Focus 2023 contest for his close-up shot of a brown booby diving for food, and a photo of a wolf spider carrying her spiderlings won first place in the Insects and Arachnids category of the 2023 Nature Conservancy photo competition. It's clear that these photographers have a keen eye for capturing the beauty and drama of the natural world. Any other images you'd like to mention? Yes, a few more. Agorastos Papatsanis won first place in the Plants and Fungi category in the 2023 Wildlife Photographer of the Year competition for his image of mushroom spores glistening in the rain. Renee Capazzola won the Underwater category in the Nature Photographer of the Year competition for her image of a paper nautilus in the Philippines. And finally, an image of a female peregrine falcon attacking a brown pelican won the grand prize title and gold winner for the Bird Photograph of the Year 2023. These images remind us of the beauty, complexity, and sometimes harsh realities of the natural world. Thanks for sharing, Charlotte. In a related vein, we're turning our attention now to the world of wetlands and the crucial role they play in our ecosystems. Wetlands are not only hotspots for biodiversity, but they also provide a range of essential ecological, economic, and cultural benefits. Despite this, nearly 90% of the world's wetlands have been degraded or lost. Charlotte, can you tell us more about the efforts to restore these vital habitats? Absolutely, Diego. One such effort is the Warrior Project, a collaboration between Slovakian and Norwegian researchers. They're working to restore at least 210,000 square meters of degraded wetlands in the Morava River floodplains in Slovakia. The project involves local landowners who have dedicated abandoned meadows and agricultural land to restoration. The aim is to create a place rich in biodiversity, suitable for relaxation and education about the importance of local wetlands. It's interesting to see how these small actions can have such a big impact. Can you tell us more about the benefits of this restoration? Certainly. The Morava River wetlands are a crucial corridor for migratory birds, connecting ecosystems, countries, and people through their long travels. The restoration of these wetlands provides key habitats for these birds, but the benefits extend beyond just the avian population. Restored wetlands can become carbon sinks, storing carbon, and helping to slow down climate change. They also provide a refuge for a variety of plant and animal species, fact many of which are endangered. And let's not forget the benefits to the local community, who can enjoy the revitalized landscape for recreation and education. It's a great example of how restoring nature can benefit both the environment and the people. What's the progress of the project so far? The project has already seen results. A year into the project, the team brought in seeds from a functioning wet meadow, which brought a diversity of both plants and insects. This provided a food source for both birds and other animals. The restored wetland can withstand extreme heat and droughts and maintain water vital to all creatures even during the dry season. The locals visit the area at every opportunity, and the educational trail is now a well-used path. The success of the restoration has led to scaling up all along the Morava Corridor, restoring and reconnecting isolated wetland patches. It's heartening to hear about such successful restoration efforts. Thanks for sharing, Charlotte. Now, in a surprising discovery, astronomers have found a planet that is too massive for its star. This planet, orbiting a red dwarf star, is challenging our understanding of planetary formation. Charlotte, can you tell us more about this intriguing find? Absolutely, Diego. The planet, named LHS 3154b, is at least 13 times the mass of Earth and orbits a red dwarf star that's only 11% of our sun's mass. This star, LHS 3154, is a type of star that was previously thought to be incapable of hosting such large planets. 
The mass ratio of this planet with its star is over 100 times greater than that of Earth and the Sun, which is quite extraordinary. So, this discovery is challenging the existing theories of planetary formation. Can you explain why this is such a significant finding? Sure, Diego. The planet-forming disk around stars is typically a small fraction of the stellar mass and is expected to scale with that mass. Therefore, a very low-mass star, like a red dwarf, should have a low-mass disk that wouldn't be heavy enough to birth a planet like LHS 3154b. This discovery is making astronomers rethink how planets form around the lowest-mass stars. It was previously thought that these stars could primarily only form small terrestrial planets similar in mass to Earth. So, how did the researchers discover this planet? The researchers discovered LHS 3154b by detecting a subtle wobble in the host star caused by the planet's gravitational effects during its orbit. They used an instrument called the Habitable Zone Planet Finder, which was built to detect planets that orbit relatively cool stars and have the potential for liquid water on their surfaces. However, given LHS 3054b's probable Neptune-like composition and closeness to its star, it's unlikely to support life. This discovery certainly underscores how much we still have to learn about planets and their formation. Thanks for sharing, Charlotte. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Current Radio. We'll see you back here tomorrow.